I have not done my homework. I have no idea what we're talking about tonight, but I'm really happy you're here. Welcome to the Mosaic Arc.
I, I, have you done the homework? I haven't done the homework. I have no idea no. what we're talking about tonight. <laughs> I have no idea where we are or what we're doing. <laughs> I'm standing there, standing there in the hall looking at all my books tonight going, there's got to be a topic in here somewhere. I mean, seriously, like how can, how can we not have a topic? We rafe too hard. I definitely did. No, I got, I, I actually got to um, have, a, have a nice sort of vacation-y visit this weekend, and I'm not telling anybody where. Um, yeah, so maybe kind of, I don't know if it was too much partying. Definitely, there was some rooftop viewing of City, which was, which was very cool. So that, that's, that was nice, yeah. And did you have good food? I was not fed well, no. There was some decent pizza. Actually, no. So the, the, the first day, there was Mexican food, which is great. Very good for mm -hmm. that. And then, oh, yeah, this since this was a raving visit, I spent the afternoon sitting in the library. <laughs> which is probably why I like doing my homework. I, I actually, I was looking at the book that I was reading in the library and I was thinking, maybe we could talk about that um, on early Christian art, because in fact, one, one of the reasons that my homework is, is suffering from mosaic art is I'm actually writing an article called the mosaic arc i realize yes you know, so the, the 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 mobius strip is 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 in, encircling itself now shall i tell you about what i'm writing oh please oh yeah good <laughs> okay so this is actually like deep backstory for why we were doing dragon common room in the first place mm -hmm. are you ready I'm not even sure I've told you this this story. So this is a good one. This no, I just do things without knowing what, what's happening or why we're doing them. I, it's it's great. No, I'm like, kilt, we're sailing. And she's like, yeah, let me on. This is, this, this is actually super important as like thematics for exactly how crazy I am to invite my my team my team we've actually have, i've also spent the last last 48 hours trying to rewrite our our website because yes the cover <clears throat> for drake alchemicus act 1 is now drafted i think there's still some design work being done on it but it's so beautiful so we're going to we're going to press soon everybody watching that is is one of our kickstarter supporters watch your inboxes we're going to be begging for addresses soon um, I forgot. I just forgot what I was talking about. What was I talking about? I was excited that we were um, going to press. You took us on an adventure, but we didn't know where we were going. Oh, right. We and, <laughs> and see, this is like I'd be totally lost without her. So one of the most important things that we had to do was define ourselves clearly. The new website is up now and you all can go visit it and look at it. It's still dragoncommonroom.com, but it has like a better like a description of who we are um that the the one that now doesn't exist that i was like trying absolutely everything we're a training school for virtue and poetry and no we're alchemical which we still are no we're we're transforming no we're good stories it's like how many ways can you try to describe <laughs> <laughs> what we were doing it's interesting that it was so difficult, right? So we, we've yes. understood now that we are a team, which which is yes. which is good, and 
I think kind of necessary for me, I realize that this, this stream can go everywhere because it will like fold it. We're also going to demonstrate to you what our writing process is like in the, in the, in tonight, because it's like show up at writing time. We show up here because it's our stream time. So we actually have to fill the time saying something pro tip. If you actually want to write books, that's what you have to do. You literally simply have to show up when you said you would and start working. Right. Which this is going to be the, the story of my triumph over my my academic writer's block and the topic that mm -hmm. is now the mosaic arc. But the, 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 the primary, the primary, like everybody listening, you want to be a writer? You sure? You're really sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah are you sure <laughs> well but that's what i mean so we started we started dragon common room three and a half years ago right 2020 may 2020 and i was just saying show up we're going to read a poem together that that mm -hmm. that i'd written with with my first co-writer cheryl and then we're going to start writing and you know the, all sorts of people showed up right and i think this is also why naming us is kind of challenging because we've mm -hmm. we've been a changing group over the various projects that we've done with mm. you know, like centrism games was one set of people and um roy Alice was a different set of people and now drake alchemicus act one has one writer that's not really working with us anymore because life um and uh, the the sort of crafting of the the team has been a real challenge. I gotta say, we applications mm. are not open <laughs> right mm. now because <laughs> we cannot absorb any new energy while we're, we're we're writing the book that we're working on right now, and that's gonna take us a few more years um, with Draco Chemicus. But 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 it's like it's like, a, it's like the crew of the boat. We we really do. We've got like a little pirate ship, and the crew just kind of changes up every every book. <laughs> it has, yeah. Same, same, same fundamental uh, crew, but yeah, there's a few changes, and it makes it interesting. Every adventure is different. <laughs> I'll be very so yes we we sailing around we're going to have a new banner right that will like hopefully make more sense of all of this as so we're sailing around and collecting stories and connecting threads and, and doing our mosaic arcing through the mosaic which I'm going to explain in a minute but you got to you got to stick around to find out what I alluded to at the opening um that certain people have different strengths for certain kinds of stories I think and um mm. with centrism games we had it was a little more political, so some people were more interested in the kind of culture commentary direct. And Aurora Berealis was for kids, and so it had a little, it had a different energy. And then Drake Alchemicus is, you know, well, we figured it out. We, I actually, yeah, that was the other thing I figured out this weekend in the in the course of working with the designer to make the cover like what we're actually writing. <laughs> <laughs> Draco, <laughs> you will recall that it's had various subtitles. No, we know now. Well, it's gone through various <laughs> subtitles, right? It's like it was an electric mm. pirate fantasy for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Which I still think it is. Um, mm. It was a fairy tale, but not spelled F A I R Y, but of course F A E umlaut R I E, because that's the way Tolkien just talks about fairy alas it's not really a fairy tale well no the thing is it still is i mean all of these things are still true but then but then mm -hmm. as you're writing 
a lot of writing is just this like just it's alchemical <laughs> you realize all of all of the descriptors we were using still apply right but at some point we had to like speak to the nor to the to the the normal world that doesn't think <laughs> perpetually in metaphor and cross references and illusions at least until we get you and then then we'll make you into us uh, apparently i was told i was told also this weekend that in working on this design that um one of the things that we fail at because of the way it, well not fail one of the things that we bring to this project is we're women <laughs> mm-hmm. and there's there's the le- playing with lego problem where women men playing with lego want to do the designs that it's given or make new structures or sort of work the materials and stuff women want to make the lego into themselves I, I think that's our witchiness is 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 going to come in because we're, we're just like we we will have we 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 will get to do an all souls an all, all souls uh, stream this year I think I don't know when Halloween is anyway that yes. women want to make their you know their charges into creatures like them so we actually want all of you all to turn into poets by way of hanging out with. Us. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Learn to think like uh, us. Well, I don't know. You said that. I was I was kind of I was amused when you said that the first time. Because <laughs> uh, we're inviting you all to get very weird, <laughs> basically. So, and we worked Isn't on it? various subtitles. Okay, so I did. I still didn't tell you what Draco Chemicus is. It's a love story. No it's a love story. It always has been a love story. And if you've been with us in the mosaic arc for the last year, you realize that we set it, we set you all up in the mosaic arc to be the thing that is helping you understand the process that we're going through among other things, right? It's like, we're, we're sailing around and collecting things, thinking about them, arguing through them, figuring out where we are in history, figuring out where we are in the media and such, but we actually started at the very beginning. So if you're, if you're new to the stream, go back and look in our archive and find out that we started with first the grammar of the internet, which was the medium that we're in and, and, mm-hmm. the, and the way in which the McLuhan insight takes us into a particular kind of experience because of that medium. And then we went into prophecies and we were reading Habakkuk. I think there was a wombat in that one, possibly. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. There oh was yeah, a, that's when There I was just... some wombats, yeah. <laughs> destruction of the first car (laughs) yeah yeah when you ran into the little concrete butt but um but but then we talked about um the mosaic arc itself which is what we're in right now which is kind of trippy to explain which i'll get to in the article that i'm writing right right now um and then we talked about christ the lover knight and then we say okay now these are all elements of the story that we're trying to take you all into which is the love story of God for his creation. Yes. I can say it plainly when pressed. (laughs) (laughs) And then I say, maybe this is like, have you done the homework? Have you read enough for me to be able to make this make sense? You know, the, 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 at, at what point are we able to say, yes, I found that illusion there and this illusion there, and these two things connect. And if we put them together into the mystery, it folds in back on itself. And suddenly you see Christ. Mm. 
So it's a simple explanation, in other words. <laughs> I, well, I'm sort of amused. It's like I have said this all along, and then and then finding out. I mean, the writing writing is also taking this. It's like you 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 hide and you hide and you hide and you hide. And I do have to. The the best homework anybody listening can do if you're really wrestling with your writing is um, "Style" by Joseph Williams. And it's subtitled 10 Lessons in Clarity and Grace or Lessons in Clarity and Grace. Depends on which edition you get. He kept rewriting it. And Mm -hmm. a good deal of what he teaches in that is how you take particularly academic prose that's all abstractions and nominalizations and indirections and nobody ever, nobody ever causes anything. You realize it's, it's like bureaucratic speak of any, of anything, right? It's like, you know, Mm -hmm. bombs were dropped no agent no you know nobody to blame it's just they fell out of the sky you know it's like you know you know babies were killed no (laughs) it's you see what's on my mind um yes that it's avoiding agency avoiding action avoiding actual um well in, in in storytelling terms it's 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 actually avoiding saying what's going on and, and always trying to like veil it and cloak it and such like that. And I, I realized in the in the revisions that I had to do on the website, describing who we are, we're a team, um, is I was trying not, one, trying to protect us as the agents and all of this. It's like, no, you guys, we exist, we're a team. And then um, we, we actually were working through this as a group of um, yesterday or day before you know, when we want to say what we're doing, it's like we write, right? But no, you want to transform or illuminate or enlighten or, you know, train or stimulate. It's like, well, actually, writing is a magic of its own. So why not just say write? Um, And then sort of by way of what we do, how we do it, we basically study. We read a lot. We read a lot, you guys, like ridiculous amounts. And there's bibliography on the website to, to... help you find all of the footnotes that we're not putting in the poem um, so that we can, in fact, write original stories grounded in traditional Christian symbolism. You see how much better I am at it now? So we're a team of poets and artists who study history, literature, mythology, and art to write and publish original stories grounded in traditional Christian symbolism. I'm ready. I can say it in an elevator. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah i was i was i was enjoying the the revision phase of the of the description because you know um i struggled to communicate verbally half the time so <laughs> so what do you mean this makes perfect sense it all makes perfect sense um but that's the that's the good thing about the writing process uh, with DCR. We 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 just did with the website what we're having to do with the stances all the time, which is just eliminate fluff, be precise, right? Um, be savage, and get rid of things that are uh, uh, unnecessary, and uh, you know have have the shotgun put all of the meaning out there without any ambiguity. So it's uh, it's good. It's good. But we, we, I, th- I think, see, I, I struggled with this when we first started to work together too, because we live in a very unambiguous culture, <laughs> sorry, a very ambiguous culture. Mm. That the communication has been influenced by that bureaucratic language so much that uh, the, uh, 
the shift into being direct can sometimes uh, be difficult for people for, for people to do even in a conversational uh, communication. So uh, learning how to write more directly influences the uh, the way that uh, I'm speaking. I, I, I can feel it after having worked on these projects with the Drakes for the, for the last few years. Mm. Yeah. Do you find, so does it give you courage to be able to speak plainly now? No, no, there's just no lag time between uh, formulating a thought and saying it uh, as clearly as I would like to have said it. Sorry, there's no lag. There's that you find it. Oh, the lag. The the this the 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 the, the need to kind of uh, purposefully um, clarify mm. took more time before, and it's easier now. Mm. Ooh, the training works. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. yeah. Well, I was I I you know we've we've talked about this some and maybe. Just to reiterate things like having to write in the poetry, which I do think we've talked about, having to write in the poetry makes us very um, mathematical. It's like you're having mm -hmm. to write in a certain number of syllables with a certain number of beats, with certain sounds so that they work together and the rhymes and such. And mm -hmm. if you can't do it concretely you can't say anything and it's like having having all of these things slot into their places in the stanzas um i was i've been thinking about that about how people if you're trained in writing poetry which is ironically about you know sort of reference and metaphor and 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 you actually can think more clearly about reality and be less susceptible to people's fog of mm. pretending that they can hide behind because you've, you've had to practice making things incredibly real in in the sense of, of visual i mean visually real with the language so that mm. you can't hide behind anything Ironically, mm -hmm. and then I couldn't say it on our website that that's what we were doing. It's like we're poets. Okay. <laughs> we're a team of poets and and, and, yeah. and and being able to work together. I, I have asked, so, you know, in sort of practicing getting out there and, and talking about um, our process to I keep pitching it to people in, in public so that you get to like, mm. I know everybody listening, all three of you. Where is everyone tonight? Clearly, they didn't they didn't like my my my. Um, uh, Bitmoji tonight saying like, you know, we got homework <laughs> tonight. Stack. Really? You want to, yeah, seriously, the next time, the next time anybody comes to me and says, I want to be you. And I can remember how many people actually showed up for this stream live. Yeah. Right. They're us. The ones that are on watching right now, they get to write with me. The rest of you guys don't cause you weren't here mm. live. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean that happens too, right? It's like I get, you know, I get, and this this is the, the the sort of watch out when you become a writer and you have actually struggled through the years and years and years of you know just regular practice and 
being there at the page and maybe showing up to your live stream, even though you don't have an announced theme and talking about it because you're trying to kind of void the fact that babies are being killed. No, wait. Um, yeah. you ha we can get to that. The, um, you get to the point where you finally achieved it and here's a story. And suddenly there's all these people that want to like be on your team. The little red hen knew. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have done the homework you have to have been here you have to have done the practice it does not magically come out of your inspiration of oh yeah i want to write it's 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 a lot of just drill mm. yeah and <laughs> i pre presenting terrible ideas <laughs> And realizing what I just said was absolutely nonsense. Um, in your head right now, or just in in in, in discussion in tonight's writing? Oh, what a good question! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, in tonight in tonight's writing. Uh, no, but in, in in general, the um the I I mean, like when we were saying in the session today, you know, I've I've just got this I've got this anxiety about the scene that we're writing at the moment because there's so many elements going on. Mm. It is really, really complex. Um, uh, it's a complex scene that the act that we're working on now. Um, there's a lot of things happening. We're putting so much in there, and it's like uh, trying to balance all of these things and at the same time make it beautiful to read. It's really, really, really hard. Mm. So, um, yeah, you can't, uh, you can't just, uh, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I, I would not have thought that, uh, I was going to be able to work on something this complex, uh, when we started the, the projects a few years ago, um, and being able to track so many different things at once and, uh, yeah, it's, a it's taken a lot of discipline, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> she says knowingly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I does say, um, I mean, certainly before we started, I'd written books, but yeah, yeah. At which, you know, and, and this is another thing. It's like, just, okay. So I, I promised I'd take attendance, right? So of the people I see here, it's Mel, who's on the team, Casey, who's on the team, and Fat, who actually has done all the homework. So good for him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Fat. <laughs> he says, yippee. I think that was earlier. But <laughs> um, keeping all the threads yeah, but that's together. The You've written all the elements books together. before. Yes. Well, yeah. and it, I mean, it takes the same amount of, of just sit down and do it right? Mm. Sit down regularly, go back to the practice, go back to the practice. And then there's a kind of magic that's delightful, right? It's like, if you just come and you've done it and you've done it and you've done it, the magic happens because you're there regularly, not because you're waiting mm. to be inspired. And then you'll write, forget that. It's never going to happen that way. It's always only going to happen if you practice it so that you are in the space for the magic to come and to happen it, it, it's like, it literally cannot happen otherwise. And, and there's nobody who ever does, um, uh, it just artistic work of any sort. But I think, I think it must work in terms of like playing with Lego and doing designs and stuff too. It, 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 it happens because you're there. 
not because you're wandering around hoping that, you know, you're going to do it when it feels perfect. That's, that's not the way it works. No. Well, I did, I started playing piano just because I was in lockdown and there was a piano in the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll sit down and I'll play this thing because I've got literally nothing else to do. <laughs> and then started writing music. So, yeah, I was just doing it every mm. day. I thought you'd been writing music before that. You know, you all realize she, she, Kilts played the, our intro in it, our intro to the stream. Yeah, I've, I've written before, <laughs> but, but, uh, not on the piano. Okay. It was not my go-to go instrument. And, uh, I don't know how to read music, so I do everything from ear. So it's a, <laughs> it was just a, I'm just sitting there and playing around with the keys going, oh yeah. There's a chord. There's the mm -hmm. other chord. You know, it's sort of all just. <laughs> I didn't. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, so until that came out, which is good. <laughs> well, that okay. So that's that's like saying like we haven't done our reading tonight because I don't know what we're talking about. And and it's it's interesting because we're doing this very literary writing of the poetry, right? It's like we 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 write in our in our chat. And it's all happening at the level of craft. We can text, right? And and I, I do realize, you know, the sort of use of the internet as, as an artistic medium, um, being able to write into a chat like this, it's a very right, it's like the digital medium has enabled us to co-write in a way that mm -hmm. it, it's hard to imagine happening in any other way. I mean, if we were just mm -hmm. all sitting in a room and throwing out lines and somebody having to transcribe them and stuff, it's like it's 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 interesting. Our 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 suggested writing, and we can use the voice messages and stuff too, and in, in Telegram. But it happens at this this sort of perfect pace for crafting poetry, which ironically has you know the the structure and form that it does, at least in the the very highly metered and 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 rhymed mm -hmm. um uh forms because it you know it's back in the day when people the bards would compose it simply orally and not writing it down it's it's a it's a night it's a nice kind of proof of McLuhan's claim of new media reclaim obsolesce obsolete forms that th this new medium of being able to write into a chat and the internet in time has reclaimed the older form of this structured language. It's kind of cool. Mm. Yeah, it is. Well, it feels like you're all there, uh, there, wherever we are when we're in the chat room, yeah. when we're doing the writing sessions um, and typing. And yet it's like there's three other people in my head working on the same thing at the same time. It's very, very strange feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was it, it, I was thinking someone is you know mm -hmm. people have asked me how, how do you do you, do you you know are you all together do you where do you meet and I'm like well we meet online right we meet in yeah. in this internet world and we're writing the poetry for the internet world mm -hmm. the, the, the 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 internet that Christ has entered into because of our technology now the word into the internet yes. Holding a mirror up to it. Yes. Mm. Which has given me the ability now finally to write about some texts that I'd been wrestling with in my scholarship for decades. 
I will now tell you about them. <laughs> so back back when I was doing my dissertation research, I was working on images of Mary in the Song of Songs, in the, in the Song of Solomon. And one of the, you know, delightfully trippy things that medieval commentators did with the Song of Songs, as I've told you all before, but we'll re refresh you because I'm sure you... You need, still need to read From Judgment to Passion in full, everybody, because then you'll know what I'm talking about. And also, my dissertation was translated into French this past year, so you could read it in French if you want. It's also in English, but the French version has some translated texts and, and appendices that the plain old English dissertation doesn't, so there you go. Anyway, I was working on the way in which these medieval commentators use the Song of Songs to imagine Mary and Christ. There's the imagining... The love, the love story, right? Our love story. They're imagining the bride and the bridegroom talking to each other in the poem as Christ and Mary talking to each other in, and it's in this kind of interesting space because it's, it's somewhat in their life together on earth, um, you know, sort of meditations on what Mary says to, 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 to Christ as her baby holding him at her breast and, um, loving him. Some, there's some wonderful passages in the song where, I, you know, my, I'm searching for my beloved throughout the, the city. And so they like taking that as Mary's quest, you know, like if, most literally in the historical sense, when Jesus is hanging out at the temple at age 12 and Mary loses him and then she has to find him. Right. So they say, well, that, that gives you that sense, but also losing him and looking for him in, um, contemplation. Um, they, they mm. use different, I mean, there's different images, like there's the whole description of the bride in, in Song of Songs, um, book four, chapter four, uh, that they use then to meditate on all of her virtues or something. And there's a description of Christ as bridegroom and, and you can do similar things. The, the, the passage that has the most power typically is in book five, in chapter five, where the beloved put his hand through the lattice and my belly trembled at his touch. Ooh. <laughs> it's like what is that is that the moment of the incarnation is it the moment of you know the well usually it's the moment of the incarnation so that christ enters through the lattice into her mm. it's all very sexy and completely mystical and you realize if i can think about this for decades no wonder i have mystical on my mind and we were saying with this our mosaic arc is a mystical exploration it means on these different layers right of all of these different modes of understanding. Well, when I was working yes. on all of that, one, I had the problem of trying to figure out how to explain it to anybody that these commentaries made sense. And, and I got a bit overwhelmed. And there was another text that wasn't a commentary in the Song of Songs, but it was called a epithalamium, which is a fancy Latin word for marriage song. It's like a hymn sung or a elaborate song sung at a wedding. Mm -hmm. And there was, it's a 13th century text called the Nephthalamian Beata Maria Virginis, Marriage Song of the Blessed Virgin Mary, which... Wait, say that again slowly. <laughs> Epithalamium. Slow yes. And then the next one. Beatae. Okay. Maria. Uh -huh. Virginis. Okay, good. BV people want to look it up. Well, they can't yet because I have actually done a draft translation of this from the latin into the english there is a there's an italian edition this is a lot of cool backstory right okay so there's an italian edition by antonio sayani um mm -hmm. he did the latin and and an italian translation 
that came out in 94, 95. I'm not exactly when the publication date was. But I had already been working on this text before his edition came out because I went and looked at the manuscripts in London and in Oxford. And in London at the British Library, they had little booklets that he had been publishing. This text has been like impossible to, for anybody to make sense of because um, one, the Latin is incredibly difficult, purposefully so. You'll find out in a second why. Um, and Cyanide and started working on it and he'd been publishing like bits of it over the decades, but it took him like 30 years to come up with finally the translation that he published. And it's been taking me 30 years <laughs> if I come out with my translation, which I need to now. Um, this song, you think this mosaic arc is trippy? Well, I'm now writing the article that's going to explain what's going on in this text, finally saying I get it, why it's been so hard to explain what's going on in this text, because it's trying to do what the entire early tradition of devotion to Mary was trying to do, which is explain exactly how you can say that Christ, that God enters into his creation. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, it's been on my mind for decades now because it is the, and I, I'm, ha- I'm very happy because I'm writing about this now, the very best poetic effort to, ex- to explain this sort of inside out through the looking glass mystery. But it's been impossible for anybody in the present to read because it literally makes no sense. I will now explain to you why it makes no sense, but it make it made no sense. It's like, it's this, it's supposed to be a marriage song for Mary. If I say that it's a marriage song for Mary, what would you expect to read? Would, mm. would that make any sense to you? What would, what, what, yes. what would you, what would you think it is? Fat says hi kilts while you're thinking about it. <laughs> hey, you fat. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just really enjoying the fact that we've got it listener called fat <laughs> and think if, you, if you're in if you're in the unauthorized mm-hmm. chat mel is always there with her her reap uh, her her entire sort of um it's her signature of of emojis right but but they're always if you know if you know how mm-hmm. mel thinks they're always little stories <laughs> in, yes. in all of the the uh the emojis she has so the cross the 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 greek cross or the she has both a, a plain cross and a and um, well, she's Maronite, right? So, prayer, um, Irish for the clover, a swan, an otter, a snowflake, a bear, a face dragon, a full dragon, mushrooms, Aquarius. Because fun fact, Mel and I have exactly the same birthday. Um, snowboarding and kayaking. It's like it's her. It's this is this. Okay, this is actually topical. This is Mel trying to name herself through pictures. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and and Mel says, Sacred Sync today is the feast day of the evangelist St. Luke. Perfect, right? So we're trying to describe Mary. And and St. Luke, poetic moment, is, you know, said to have been, you know, painted her, right? So he paints her Mm -hmm. visually, and we're trying to think about what the Mosaic Ark is, right? This is the Mosaic Ark. We are in the Mosaic Ark. We are painting what Mary is the Mosaic Ark. I mean, it's like, say that bluntly, but nobody will understand what that means, so... It's all of these things. But Mary is the mosaic arc and we're painting her now. Mm. Digital iconography. Yes. Yeah. 
But we we are trying <laughs> trying firstly to explain why Mary uh, why the Virgin Mary is the mosaic arc in doing this so that everyone else understands <laughs> because the Western Western civilization has not um, retained this image in its Christianity right uh, for the most part so um, that's the that's the, the first. <laughs> the first mission is to re remind everybody about the uh, the Ark of the Covenant and uh, who who that that uh, gold covered acacia chest was um, uh, designed to uh, foreshadow the, mm. the the prototype type the type and the, the the antitype so yeah i've got animals outside my door at the moment they're all <laughs> making making a sound so it's appropriate we're talking about the arc the arc the yeah going into the arc yeah <laughs> um well this is this uh, is like just the the arc is all of it's it's noah's ark it's the ark of the covenant yes. it's mary and and you know it's mm -hmm. like the noah's ark carries all of the animals and mm -hmm. the the Ark of the Covenant here is the throne of, of, of the Lord in his presence. He sits on the mercy seat, right? So it's 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 actually his throne. And then Mary is the throne who carries the creator of all those creatures. Yes. Oh, I just like yes. can anybody understand this but poets? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I hope so. Uh, it just, it comes so naturally to me. I don't understand how it's not obvious. Mm. That's, I think this is the problem with, um, not the problem, but this has been the, the beautiful thing about, uh, beginning the projects with you and the Drakes. Our team are trying to explain everything poetically because it's so difficult to explain all of this in any other form. Right. And um, uh, if you have the kind of mind where someone says arc and you instantly recall three or four different things at the same time, <laughs> which I do, <laughs> then it's difficult to have a conversation unless people are able to come into that mentality because mm -hmm. um, it's a kind of synesthesia you know, it's a it's a synesthesia that the Western civilization has lost that it used to have. We did this um, stream on the the polysemy, the the four senses of scripture, but this is what it is, and it's this kind of uh, sensorial experience of the scriptures, which is why I think uh, when you say something like uh, mystical, people get very um, very concerned and nervous because it sounds like so much woo woo, but mm -hmm. uh, if you're talking to someone and you say, no, it's a sensorial experience of scripture, they can say, oh, okay, well, that makes a little bit more sense because now we're, we're talking about the senses, but for, uh, for our, for our people, our church, we're talking about the senses as, as not just the, um, the physical senses, but this, the, there's a, there's a spiritual sense as well. And, uh, we have the, we have this, uh, synesthesia in in that context where you have all of the stories of the scriptures set up and they're 
all facing each other. It's not just right. a linear beginning and end, uh, uh, beginning, middle and end kind of story in the scriptures. We're, we're looking at something which is kind of like, um, it's like that <laughs> that horrendous thing that they've constructed that you two did the concert in. <laughs> you yes. know, where the dome, where it's like, <laughs> dome this bubble, and, uh, you know, of course they're, they they're in the middle and Bono's going off in the middle so it's like ugh. but the uh that experience that kind of dome like structure mm. of being able to have a audio visual uh experience like that where it's 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 in a completely different it, you're not looking at flex flat surface so i think this is probably the best way i can explain it it's like the the modern world looks at the scriptures like a screen it's mm -hmm. uh, it's just flat whereas in the ancient times people had this dom experience the scriptures were were facing themselves all of these elements all of these uh symbolic elements of 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 the old testament and the new testament were all facing each other and you 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 couldn't isolate one from another it was it all had to be taken in all at the same time so uh poetry does that for the mind no no other medium is going to allow people to enter that kind of headspace and it's um Am I making sense? Like I'm, a, I'm, tri I'm a... tripping off of this. It's great. I, I tried. To... <laughs> well, because so I, I, yeah. having done the reading, the other thing that I'm doing right now is I I've been asked to review um, Margot Fassler's wonderful book on Hildegard of Bingen's cosmology, music, and imagery. Mm. And I'm tr I sort of like I just as we write little bits at a time on our poetry i've i've learned over the years you you do have to even for something as short as a book review which is just a thousand words usually if you try to write it all in one sitting it's not going to happen because you'll just panic and put it off i did i was like back 10 20 15 years ago i had, had a bad year when i was stressed out about how i was going to write mary in the art of prayer and i just i got such bad writer's block that i just had two or three book reviews that i'd agreed to do and i had to send the books back because i just couldn't couldn't even write a book review right um, mm. with the book reviews, it helps to do a little bit at a day, a little bit over a day. And I started working on the Mar Margot's book a, few, a day or so ago. And as you're describing the, the dome, I mean, one of the things that Margot tried to do in order to get, make sense of Hildegard's poetic visions, which she made set to music, which she also had drawings done in her manuscripts for Margot did a planetarium exhibit. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. talking about domes, right? It's never mind YouTube and and you two and their their dome. Like if you we if we could do Hildegard's cosmic egg in that in that Vegas dome, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. And that's when Margot they had to design it computer graphics with the planetarium scale of stuff, which is like mm -hmm. really high resolution. And you end up with just the 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 choirs of angels circling around your head, and the the egg, and the oh my gosh, yeah. So that's what I was thinking when you're describing all of that. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> and saying so to describe mm. Christianity in that mode to people. I so my class mm. today for for Eurosiv, we were talking about Fourth Lateran 
council, right? And the fourth ladder is all, you know, it's like description of the creed and then canons on how the church is meant to operate and behave and such like that. And sort of getting everyone to, to the point of realizing that they all inhabit a, an expectation that you can have a society that's based on a shared understanding, although they divided mm -hmm. up into groups and one, one thought they were thinking in theological terms and one thought they were thinking in more enlightenment philosophical terms. I'm like, yeah, but you all are both describing the reality that you inhabit as being created by an understanding, not your kin group or something. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that we, yeah. we we've got to be able yeah. to inhab understand how we inhabit this mythological imagination because that's everything that we are is created mythologically. In yes. I mean I think yeah, you're saying it's ancient. It's also modern, right? It's like we all live in these these electronic domes. Yes. But I, I don't know if people are thinking about it the I uh in the in the sense that they realize that they've gone back into an ancient format of um mm, yeah. You know, it's sort of like, oh we're high tech now. So, you know, oh that's just tech, you know, that's just the radio, that's just speakers in the retail store, that's like uh, that's just fluoral lights in the car park, you know, it's like right. uh <laughs> They don't seem to consciously understand that what they're living in is the, um, it's a kind of recreation of, uh, of the ancient kind of experience of the world where it's like, you have this, uh, you have the acoustic field as Marshall McLuhan was talking about mm. this. It, it's the, the, the surround sound, the acoustic field where it's like information's coming in constantly and it's shifting and it changes. It's never fixed. People are living in this right now. They don't realize it. Uh, then the, the way that the, the superstitions are uh, emerging in this environment too is sort of becoming, oh, yeah. becoming more and more obvious. And then, uh, but they're not thinking of it in the sense of superstition or they're not thinking of things in like um they have their desktop profile pictures they're like okay i have a totem wait what no that's not totem i'm not thinking totemically no you are you're starting to think totemically this is like a this is a <laughs> drivel behavior so um in in the sense of like bringing that into uh biblical biblical reading uh the the best way i can describe it is like is in the in the architecture of the the old orthodox churches they had the dome mm -hmm. was, uh, up there in the altar we have these enormous icons of christ and uh we have the cherubim and you know this uh the angels up there and and uh and all of the apostles, the size difference between all of the icons also, it resembles the internet because you have these like on the same screen, you have these tiny little icons and then you'll have a huge mm. uh, window open in the backgrounds, right? So it's like the brain is uh, on the internet doing what we've been doing in these church environments where you've got the same person with the image being microscopic and absolutely enormous and blown up in the background and then scattered all around like you know mm -hmm. across the back wall and then this so this uh has been happening for uh, a long time in that church environment but now it's sort of an, an electric format and so everyone's doing it they're not really 
they haven't realized what they're well, standing but you, but, I mean, you're describing, it's yeah. like, so we're talking about the way we're writing in our, in our chat, but, but the other experience mm-hmm. of the internet, it's like thinking of Telegram or, or Facebook. I, someone, he's, I won't even tell you what it is. Cause I don't want anybody to Google this and find out what he blasted into it. Just like not one of my friends that I know really well. So he said, I went down this rabbit hole and I found these and it was, they were organic and it was really gross and 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 you're sort of flashed onto that now that's seared on my memory and i'm gonna have to wait till i can forget it and again i will not tell you what it was because you'll look it up and it's oh my gosh like things Mm -hmm. flashing out at you constantly and the and i do appreciate now i mean this is one of the other things that we've we've dealt with the manners on the internet and such that if you are not expecting to see something in there it suddenly is and it's just it's it's like and never mind the pornography that apparently will flash out. I don't happily somehow I don't usually end up seeing it. So either I'm not searching for the right stuff or I'm got more protections around me and my search engines than I realize. but I don't know, but mm. that, you know, you're describing the faces coming at you. If you scroll down a feed mm. and here's a video, there's, you know, this, that, I, yeah. I am surprised that people are finding it hard to figure out what it is we're writing with our poetry because we're like we're trying to like bring all of this into a structured understanding by way of the stories that we're telling. Mm. It's difficult. <laughs> it's, it's not impossible, but it's difficult. Um, but but we are living i like uh, that you're saying we're we're living in this kind of dome world of spinning realities mm. that are flashing at us from all of these different glass surfaces which is what mosaics are they're glass yes backed with gold foil and such sorry so our little iphone you know it's like your screen backlit with light i mean all of that in medieval art um um design world is images of heaven but they're in our devices, mm. but they're hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, they can be. Or heaven. I mean, it, it's, mm. it's the, yeah, the, the sort of sorting of all of these images. Mm. Well, it's very loud visually. Mm. Uh, I, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know if a lot of other people have an image saturation, but uh, it's sort of like this. Uh, uh, I I imagine what it must have been like for uh, somebody to uh, enter this kind of environment that has no exposure to mass advertising, and then uh, suddenly you're in a world that's nothing but mosaic tiles that are flashing. There's not even fixed images. It's not even like the ancient mosaic where you just have the one thing, the one mosaic, mm-hmm. it doesn't change. This is a, this is like living inside a kaleidoscope that you're actually walking around inside. Mm. So if if you think about like this kind of, digital world that we're in now is like this kaleidoscope you're walking around in that's probably the best sense that i could say that's mystical christianity that's looking at the scriptures like a kaleidoscope that you're walking around in and then you have the tiles they shift and change not in a sense of uh 
You're looking at hell, but uh, <laughs> there's... <laughs> hell is sometimes depicted in the mosaic, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but maybe you have access to that, that spiritual reality. It's going to be both heaven and yes. hell because you'll understand that they exist. Yes, yes, yes. And then if you turn the kaleidoscope a little bit, you're going to get a different sense of meaning from the same... Mm. Uh, from the same point as well uh which is why uh now that i think of it uh it's interesting that saint luke uh painted the virgin uh it's sort of like the entire kaleidoscope this entire mosaic cannot make sense without the ark without our lady as the as the prime tile of the entire thing because uh the lord sits on her so it's like uh in the iconography of the, um, the orthodox church you were talking about this with um uh holy smokes dustin, dustin yeah yeah um but uh, uh she's not depicted like this very frequently in the west whereas in the in the coptic church we always have this icon it's the throne Theotokos sits on the throne, mm -hmm. and then she has Christ on her lap. This is very That's uh, it. in in every church. Always, this icon is there because it's not that she's, it's not just that she's on the throne. Shall I say? It's that she is the throne. Exactly. So we're looking at this icon all the time. So yeah, now that you've mentioned it, Saint Luke, he's <laughs> he's painted the the first tile for us to understand the fullness of the kaleidoscope of the scriptures. Um, now I can explain to you what John of Garland did in the epithalamium. Oh, good. <laughs> so what yeah. so what modernity expects is movies, right? And so we spent um, mm. the last several couple of weeks talking about Jesus Christ Superstar, which has no Mary in it. Mm. We talked about that, right? There's there's Mary Magdalene, but there's no Mary. Oh, no virgin. There's no virgin. No. There's a bus, no. right? And that's it. <laughs> um, and that most you know most most um modern christians as well they they struggle a lot i mean even so the debate went really well this in, in class today but at one point we we're trying to talk about like one group was saying i'm saying what do you all ground yourselves in and they had understood that they could you know identify themselves as christian but they kept saying you know we you know we're christian I'm like what does that mean and and one of them was saying um well it's um you know we have this jesus prophet and i'm like a prophet Right. And, and, and these are these, I mean, some of the, mm -hmm. these are suits who I know are actually Catholic. Right. And I'm saying, wow, you know, fourth ladder. And they were worrying about preaching to the people so they could understand this mystery, which is John of Garland did lived um, in the early 13th century. So he's actually completely contemporary with this problem. It's like, how do you explain the faith? How do you, how do you talk about these mysteries? And um, what I can tell in modernity is for the most part, people are terrible at it they're 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 good at a kind of um well they're not they're, what, are, what are they good at they're 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 focused on feelings which we've talked about a lot right it's like the feeling of this or that i i, I yes. now i've just flashed in the kaleidoscope to pierce morgan in that interview with the egyptian um a tv host or comedian i wasn't quite sure what he was but um one of the things pierce was interviewing inter 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 Hassan, somebody look it up for me, mm -hmm. right? Um, 
about what's going on in Gaza and um Pierce said something like I I I think I've thought about this a lot and I think I feel blah 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 and I'm like that's so interesting oh, yeah. right it's like he was judging on the basis of his feelings yes. what the situation you know the resolution of this this yes. terrible situation in in Gaza and I'm like that's so interesting it's like you're not thinking you're just thinking you feel <laughs> that mo- from for most modern Christians feeling is the category of reality that they start from, right? It's like devotion is about your feelings and and mystical doesn't mean anything because mysticism is not necessarily affective. It's not just about what you feel. It's also this contemplative understanding, which may not have any feelings whatsoever, right? It's this very, you could say very cerebral, but it's, it's, I mean, our poetry, It's trippy. Our poetry is very cerebral, too, because you've got to actually pay attention to the interplay of all of these associations and references and illusions and and wordplay and such. Otherwise, you cannot understand what we're talking about. So this is we are not writing poetry that's going to make you feel, you know, pretty or something like that. Most modern devotion is both narrative in the sense of it's about characters that you can see in a play, right? Like in Jesus Christ Superstar. And it's about, you know, both Judas and Mary Magdalene in in the movie are feeling, right? Judas is upset with Jesus because he's scared of the way Jesus is getting the crowds to behave. And Mary Magdalene is singing about love and not knowing how to love him. And that's, that's modern understandings of how we access this um mystery of the incarnation Mm. well it's flat screen experience how so and you're right i think it is but how do you mean um I think it's because of the the way you know you describe this thinking about the the historical Jesus. Mm. Um, it's uh, this is difficult to explain, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is actually this is see, see you just ha- proved our point. <laughs> well, and and I proved Something- our point. We had no pl- we mm. had no idea whatsoever when i turned on this stream that this is where we were gonna end up and we were in like a super duper cool theological mystical place a mere hour in (laughs) (laughs) guess where we're gonna be by the end of the second hour (laughs) um uh, the flat screen well what i think of it's like it's like looking through a window at other people's acting Mm. I, I think that's, it's like, and, and there is a, there's a, you know, from the 16th century with print and books and Ignatius Loyola, there, you do develop a practice of watching the scene. Loyola has a lot of interesting um, instructions in his spiritual exercises on smelling hell or, you know, he's like, hear it and smell it and see it. But it's, um it's theatrical in the sense of it's, 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 you are watching this play. Mm. I think maybe that's why I'm saying it's difficult to describe because when, um, with the, 
with this two-dimensional perception, it's uh, it's like watching a soap opera versus time traveling. Hmm. Um, I it's really difficult to explain. Uh, it would be the difference between um, someone saying to you, uh, okay, so Christ and the disciples, they're sitting in the olive, the olive grove. Okay, they're in an olive grove, so what? And then um, then actually uh, finding yourself in one one day and realizing that you have the fullness of uh, the senses that the writers in the uh, the gospels had put in there by saying they were in the olive grove. It's like a, I'm not doing a very good job at explaining this. This is the kind of thought that I would have, I would have to write down. But um, well, let me rescue you. <laughs> please do help. <laughs> One, um, so Mel, Mel is, it's Basim Yusuf, um, heart surgeon turned comedian who was talking to peers. Um, oh, Black Bear, ba welcome Black Belt Bear. He says, hi, loved your talks about Jesus Christ Superstar. Still working on part two. Well, the, this is kind of the part three, but the mystical version. <laughs> so we're, we're, out, we're out there in the Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, okay. So what, what I was describing with the, you know, imagine yourself watching the scene and imagine yourself feeling it's, it's this very theatrical understanding. That is what I realized I wanted John of Garland, the, the epithalamium that I'm working on. It's by a man named John of Garland. Um, the reason I started working on all of this poetry in the back of my, in the back of my mind, back when we started in, in 2020 was I, I did a transcription of John's epithalamium back in graduate school. It's, it's about 6,000 lines. And I realized Draco Chemicus, when we write it, is going to be not quite that long. When we finish it, it'll be um, 4,500 lines. If we do our, ten, our 100 stanzas per five acts, da, da, da. it's going to be like three quarters of what? 4,500 versus 600. Yeah, about three quarters of the length of John O'Garland's epic poem, right? So we're, we're up there, right? Um, but I transcribed it all, and then it's incredibly difficult Latin, and I tried to do a translation of it, and then I sent it out to get reviewed to say whether or not, you know, different publishers were interested in, in taking it. And, you know, I got some good feedback from them, and I did get a contract for it, on which I may need to renegotiate because it took me to kind of... Been sitting on this for a little bit. Um, I couldn't write the translation well enough to fit the poetry that he had written. We will now explain mm. why. <laughs> um, see, I want to keep this mysterious and not just let you know what it is. Um, John of Garland was a grammarian. He 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 taught in the University of Paris. He seems to have come from England. Was probably of modest birth, but then goes to the University of Paris and is teaching there in the early 13th century. Um, he spends a little bit of time in Toulouse and then goes back to Paris. But what he mainly taught was um, writing, it seems like, or poetry. He also has a handbook on writing poetry. Um, he also did, he did the, the this epithalamine, he also did a book on the 
another poem on the triumph of the church, which was a narrative of the crusades. That one, it does have a new translation that came out a few years ago, which is it's just great. Um, he was, as many people are now with education, worried that the students weren't learning great Latin, right? He's the, the, we're worried about our, our, our students, our children, not learning the best English, right? Not having the mm -hmm. richness of the, the illusions and the education and the stories and the vocabulary and the, the, all of the stuff that we're putting, basically putting in our poems. John was worried about that in the 13th century because he was convinced nobody was, nobody knew good enough Latin. So he wrote mm -hmm. these poems, ironically enough, as for students, <laughs> right? <laughs> they're, they're, they're this impossible, you know, convoluted, wonderful, <laughs> elusive, difficult Latin because he was writing to keep his students entertained. <laughs> <laughs> it's medieval common core. <laughs> well, sort of. I mean, he, he is, we are actually, I mean, the, the, the backstory, you know, big reveal, right? We, we're trying to make it so that I can write, I can translate John of Garland as well as he wrote these poems and particularly the poem about Mary. Um, but, and this, this is where I got stuck because one of my, one of my, um, colleague friends in the, in the field, um, Georgiana Donovan did a lovely book that she very, you know, elusively, um, uh, entitled Scribit Mater, which is a joke. If you know, the great hymn of Mary standing under the cross is the Stabat Mater, which is what, um, most people think of as, is what characterizes late medieval Marian devotion, which is she's standing under the cross suffering with Christ. So the, the, mm -hmm. the sort of the, the, the place you expect to see Mary, oh, for example, in Mel Gibson's passion of the Christ is that right. That mm -hmm. she stands under the cross and suffers all of his pains um, in fulfillment of Luke, the, the prophecy that Simeon makes in Luke of a sword shall pierce through your own heart also. Um, mm -hmm. So, that the, the the it's like stay with us these all all the threads come together i do remember everything i've said in the last hour and i can bring it all in i hope um georgiana's um books scribit mater is is punning on that stabat mater which i think i still need to explain a little more but the scribit is mary the the, the mother writes right so the stabat mater is the mother stood the scribit mater is the mother writes and what Georgiana shows is how much education and grammar is tied up with devotion to Mary. Mm. Okay, now that's kind of cool because, of course, she's the mother of, oh, guess what, the word. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so they're very interested in showing the way in which good grammar is tied up with um, the logos in, in our contemporary discussions of, of the, they would say verbum because he's the word, and that Articulate speech is, in fact, a form of, I mean, this realization of our full humanity, but it's it's the problem of describing the incarnation that gives them the need to have that exquisite speech. Mm. I think I lost a thread or two in there. No, I'm tracking. You are. Nobody else is. Everybody with me? <laughs> um at the moment it's 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 mainly Casey and Mel so that they'll be able to keep up but uh, black bear and black belt bear and and uh fat if they're still there 
we 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 may need to, to you let you let us know that I, whether I've explained it or not. Okay. So this is so this we have is stop the mother... at Mater and scream at Mater, and I'm going to give you another one in a, in a second. But carry on, ask a question. Oh well, it's like the incarnation. So she's writing the logos that previously has only been spoken. Yes, yeah. to a certain extent. So Georgiana in Scribit Matra writes about John of Garland and talk and does this lovely pun how he's a grammarian, grammarian, G-A-R-M slash Marian. So, so in trying to describe Mary in language, he's doing this grammatical training, which he does do in this poem because it's 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 incredibly sophisticated and complicated in terms of the poetic forms and such that he uses. Mm -hmm. I still haven't told you what it's about which and and this i mean this this can be a problem in our talking about our devotion because you can do all the meta level sort of structural stuff and never get to the core of what's going on um in the marian commentaries on the song of songs that i was working on they are starting to get into this stabat mater meditation right mary in love with christ suffers with him and, and the one that I did do in, in greatest depth, the William of Newborough, um, he's giving her like speeches that about, for example, let me suffer with you. Let me die with you. Let me drink the cup with you. So she, 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 he, he um, they can inhabit Mary's feelings by way of this commentary on the song of songs. That's what I mm -hmm. thought John of Garland would was writing too because he wrote this marriage song of mary and um you know it's it, i was encountering it in the company with looking at these song of songs commentaries where he's imagining that they're imagining the love between christ and mary and it's like it's a marriage song you think it's going to be mary's you know marriage marriage with well either christ or god depending on how you say it but it should be like a love story in which she's the bride she gets to be you know wedded to god and that's the story right is it no <laughs> which has made this poem impossible for me to summarize almost as difficult in fact 30 years worth of difficult off and on I, I work on it for a year or two and then i go off and do other things and i come back to it a decade later right so it's 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 i'm not sure how much actual time of working maybe three years but it's been spread out over some time <laughs> trying to explain what this poem is about has been as difficult as explaining what the dragon common room is about. <laughs> <laughs> that's comforting <laughs> I finally, thanks to the right work we've done in the Dragon Commoner, got to the place where I can explain the mosaic arc that John of Garland describes in the Epithalamium Biata Maria Virginis. Okay. Are we ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. So first, it helps to summarize what the actual narrative is, which does have a narrative, which is about as convoluted as talking about what we do in the Dragon Commoner. It starts with a debate between justice and mercy and before the, the throne of heaven. Um, justice um, is complaining about oh, okay it's, there's layers Astrea who is a, a, a justice figure in cla classical antiquity um, and is in Ovid and things like that so John is trying to play off all of the things that he's been reading right if you haven't you think you haven't done your homework now based on all of the things that Kiltz and I are doing off the top of our heads tonight try to do that with John of Garland and his reading you know his his um you okay? 
Yes. Okay. yes. Try, you know, try to do that with all of the classics and everything that John is doing and he's referencing and stuff like that. Okay. So Estrella, Justice, flees from earth because there's so much sin and vice. And she goes to heaven before the throne of God and says, it's horrible down there. And mm -hmm. various virtues, faith and hope and, and mercy plead before the throne to say, we've got to do something about this, please. And so God decides to um, make a place for himself to become incarnate. Although it's not quite how John says it, but it is what it's, is happening. So next we move to um, the Holy Land, which is topical and on everybody's mind right now, um, where the virgin is her, her it, it, they do have some description of her conception and nativity and such like that but mary is born and she's prepared right now mm -hmm. all of this theoretically is describing her from the outside right you see her she's beautiful she's learned she spends her childhood in the temple and such and then the story becomes impossible to follow because at this moment the angel comes to her announces that she's you know going to be Wait, is she the bride of God or is she the bridal chamber of God? <laughs> mm. And there's this, I, I realized this, in this incredible like inside out movement. It's like God is in heaven, right? Mary is on earth mm -hmm. prepared to be the place where God becomes incarnate. Where God is, is heaven. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's like your pictures that you're describing that yes. she's the throne yes. that Christ <laughs> enters into and and then and then it's like it turns inside out. So now she suddenly contains all of the creatures mm -hmm. that God made because now she contains the creator of all who made and the the virtues and vices come with him. And now we have like a tournament of the, it's a psychomachia, right? We have this big tournament of virtues mm -hmm. and vices. It's all happening as it's in her mind, but it's also in her. It's like uh, she comes, becomes the field of battle for this, 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 this battle between the virtues and vices. It's incredibly easy at this point to read that battle as something she's leading, right? So she's a, you know, Joan of Arc character. Lead. No, it's like, it's all happening inside her because this mystery is all happening inside her. The bard shows up and sings the, the deeds of the savior all happening still inside her. Mm. And then it turns inside out again because then she's assumed into heaven. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's like, she's like this double inside out thing. So she as the place where God becomes present is ass is assumed into heaven at the end, celebrated as the bride of God, but she's also the bridal chamber from which the God, nobody can explain this. <laughs> it's very cool. And it's, and, and, and then I realized that it's like the reason the poets are all trying to do this. Po po the people who become the men who become poets and particularly the poets are constantly saying this stuff. And this is all in Mary in the art of prayer second chapter mm -hmm. where they're saying Mary's impossible to describe because she can, she contains he whom the heavens and earth could not contain who made the heavens and earth. She's like the cloister for God who made everything. So arc, 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 <laughs> arc, 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 yes. arc, you know, it's like this, this, like yeah. you're describing the dome that, you know, the YouTube, YouTube dome that all this is happening in. So she's yes. the dome where all of creation happens. Yep. You thought you thought ours sort of meditating on you know what Kanye what King Kanye West said this time last year was trippy eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Amateur. (laughs) (laughs) The kingdom. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's very trippy. Uh, Yeah, this is not a linear thought process. (laughs) Right. This is not something that the flat screen linear mind is going to be able to wrestle with it. you have to go into the you, you have to go into that the you have to go into dome I li- i'm liking this image it's very much where they i mean it's like it works in their architecture and the place i got to in, in my writing about this with john today was thinking it's like you've got this narrative and you're saying how would you even describe mary when you realize who she is which is this this yeah. mo i think you shared on your on your channel something that's like digital mosaic mobius turning wheel thing that turns inside and outside and inside and outside oh, yeah that i mean it's like that's it this is inside yeah. which is inside and which is outside because she's a creature who contains the creator therefore she is the heaven who is earth wait <laughs> yeah <laughs> the mobius loop this is who she is this is my translation of john's opening um, okay, so John of Garland is writing this epithalamium in the early 13th century to help his students have fun learning difficult Latin, um, but also at the same time to describe all of the ways in which the creatures are themselves in Mary. And so, I mean, there's like a whole, my favorite scene is where he's talking about a cockfight like the birds <laughs> and and they're, they're the model of how the martyrs, the martyrs go to battle or something like that. But it's also like he has a court of birds cause the, the Christ is the Phoenix. And so we have the whole like extended allegory of all of the different birds. Like, so we have birds when he describes the Holy land, it's like all the trees and spices um, that inhabit the Holy land, you know, or, or grow in the Holy land. It's like nothing but catalogs of all of these. So it's a kind of vocabulary builder, that he's writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's also his effort in language to illustrate, make visible, because he has to do it in poetry, the ways in which all of these things turn constantly turn inside out and outside in. Alice in Wonderland has mm-hmm. nothing on John O'Garland. Just saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what I realized, this is where the mosaic comes in. Realizing what he's in fact creating is this mosaic of creatures through which you see Mary. Hmm. But he starts out with her as a flower. So here, this is, this is, this is like the opening 14 lines, my translation. Um, The Latin can do things grammatically that English can't like with cases and such. So it's a little tricky to translate, but realize he's, he's think of, if you can think of, as I'm reading this, a rose window, that the light shines through that where she's shown as the one holding Christ. And then the rose window gives light into the church, which then illuminates the, the vaults and the arches. And that this is all a way of meditating on that dome imagery, which says what happens when the God enters into the world through her. Hmm. <clears throat> Triumphal court of the virtues, flowery virgin, flowery bride of God, flowery mother, hail. You are fragrant with the delights of the bridegroom, a rose dewy from the font of highest good, pleasing in the mirror of your font. 
adorned you shine reflected in your living image. The living font shines forth from the font, born image of the Father. You, the splendor of life from the image of the living font, the ray of the sun to whom in your radiance you gave birth. You burst forth with life, you are fragrant with fame, you drip with piety, you are fruitful with offspring, you are verdant with modesty. You, you are a flower, a lover of the flower, most pleasing to the flower, you bring forth the flower. O flower created by your flower, drawn from the font, you return to the font for love of the font. The font flows into the river when the author becomes his work. The, the, the you are a flower, lover of the flower, most pleasing to the flower, you bring forth the flower, a flower created by your flower, is a, it, that couplet is a plain on the like, declension in Latin, a flower. It's, a, it's nominative, okay. nominative, genitive, dative, accusative, uh, ablative. So it's, it's a, you say, what you're saying is like the incarnation of the word coming into our human speech and our physical reality takes on all of the complexities of the word, which is our grammar, which we said, mm. we started with the grammar of the internet, right? Well, this, this is the grammar of the incarnation. The grammar check of the universe. <laughs> that's really cool <laughs> and and all of the stuff that i and that what i was really thinking about her is she's the source of the source the font of the font she's reflected in the mirror of the source there's there's all this thing about she's the fountain the flower who gives brings forth the flower but who who was created by the flower so there's this constant mirroring that we've been trying mm. to um in draco chemicals we're trying to show the way all this mirroring happens and it's going to have to happen also in the way in which sin develops out of the mirroring but what mary mm. is always doing is m perfectly mirroring god so everything that is the creator is also mirrored. Dante may have read this poem. It's it's very likely that um, one John of Garland is is he's he's so popular throughout the later Middle Ages that there's even 15th century um, copies of his book being used to train students in grammar, right? And yeah. um, he is popular enough that it's it's possible all this flower imagery is what Dante is drawing off of when he's describing Marius Rose. Although it this kind of imagery is fairly normal in the 13th century so it doesn't it's not necessary but the i was thinking about this is dante does the same kind of inside out thing when he has um the 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 pilgrim the dante character in the poem ascend to the choirs of angels that then flip inside out it's like they, he's been going up through the spheres of the heavens and then that all flips inside out and then you see mary at the center of the rose and that the very center of the rose is the is the Trinity, which you can't describe anymore because it's this wheeling, turning wheel of love within love. We said we meant it when we're writing a love story, but it's within this love story of Christ showing himself through his entering into the story. Mm. Which is far more trippy than just he shows up on the bus when you haven't seen him. 
Yeah, the boss is in a kaleidoscope experience. <laughs> no, we have um, a cloud of pigeons knitting photons together onto a physical body. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> Trippy. All tri all um, very trippy, and 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 I love I love how we've gotten in the description tonight of saying and you all are in this too, right? If if you're in the internet, yes. if you're listening yes. to us, if we're coming to you in this this digital light form through our window that we have for the the the, the stream, as it were, we're trying to show how this is a participating participation in Christianity. It's not you know everyone's worried about the AI taking over and everything. Well, yes, it could, but um the the reality of our have you done the reading are you in the book <laughs> mm -hmm. is we you know it's like one of the great meditations they have in the 13th century is mary's book right and she's the book that contains the book who wrote the book the yes. book that contains the author that wrote the book you know it's like we're closer to you know it's closer with we are in a new space in media terms with the internet to be able to understand some of these things that hasn't been accessible since the Middle Ages. Hmm. Hmm. It's quite, quite uh, wonderful. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It's very, it's very cool. I'm I'm thinking about the 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 AI as a mirror of man because that's mm. really all it is. Everyone's freaking out about it, but really all that is is a mirror of us. Why that's so damaging is because we're mirroring our own fallen nature. So it's yeah. sort of that again. It it goes back into that uh, twinning and flipping problem that uh, that we were dealing with in the story, but. Um, yeah, we're 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 in a medieval medium. It's wonderful. Hmm. Yeah, and we can be we can be mystical, and it can make sense in this medium, whereas it doesn't make sense in the in the uh, the two dimensional as much. Well, one of the things that you know comes with with printing, I suppose you have um mystics like Teresa of Avila or um John of the Cross famously and they publish books but a lot of this sense of you know the sort of light and color and inside outness mm -hmm. it it's not it, it it's not accessible when people are focused on books as printed things it, it's there in the manuscript mm -hmm. world which is a little bit what so I'm saying I'm doing the writing this review of Margot Fassler's book one of the things she's trying to show in that is the way Hildegard is working with this cosmolo cosmology. They then puts into these visions that she ha she d helps design the images for the manuscripts for. And then there's music, which includes things like a uh, song of the virtues, a play of the virtues. So it's all, I mean, all of this folds back into the kind of imagery that John of Garland is, is working with. And what I realized also writing the mosaic, you know, this mosaic arc meditation on John is I was, I kept trying to press John into the, the not just the Stabat Mater, but the Scribat Mater, the, the expectation of narrative that modernity has given us. We should be looking for the historical Mary with certain actions and met and devotion to Mary needs to be on her as a model person. 
right? And John mm. gives no sense of her as a personality at all. I mean, she's she's the field where the virtues battle, but there's she's so ref, just you know this reflection of her her creation that there's not a person of I mean personality is I guess fallenness and and you know our flaws and sins and stuff like that I don't know but the, their personification allegories running around throughout all of this but there's no you know I'm going to be devoted to Mary because she's this kind of um she's a good person right right like that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. there's no that good yeah, person there this is cosmic bedchamber yeah. for the and it's psalm 18 6 right when the the bridegroom comes forth from his bedchamber like a giant right and then strides across the mm -hmm. sun and that psalm is trying to show the sort of em the sun emerging from his rest as it were and striding across the zodiac kind of feel <laughs> <laughs> all of this stuff is in the psalms it's utterly trippy mm -hmm. but very hard for modern modern readers to get to unless they allow themselves into this kaleidoscope dome the kaleidoscope dome mm. yeah the king the kingdom it's a kaleidoscope it's not the two 2d flat thing or a uh <laughs> a, a kind of uh flat uh moral tool even mm. though the morality aspect is part of this but uh um uh, I, I don't know I like our ongoing theme of the rave it makes sense to me that this is the way that people could begin to understand it because the the that that kind of space the rave the rave a rave is set up as a kind of um temple experience mm. you have all of the multi-sensorial things the elements there is it's, it's multi-sensorial so you have the uh the beginning of something that is like a mystical uh, experience of Christianity. And then you have your focus point, your altar, you've got the DJs at the front and everything. There's a lot of art installations and whatever. Mm -hmm. You've got your incense and a lot of spices going on, but um, uh, it's the, it's, I, I think that's probably the best way of like trying to explain what it's like to bring people into ancient Christianity. It's you're going to be raving it's just not in the sense of a uh, hedonistic uh, a hedonistic experience it's not a, a, um, it's not something that uh, you can go into and it's sort of like everyone's going to have their own interpretation of what happened and you're going to come out with your truth and he's going to come out with his right. truth and that kind of thing right because that's 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 the rave that uh, people are, are are used to this is the ancient israelite experience which is is not uh, he has his truth and she has her truth and we've all got our own truth we're, we're, we're looking at the truth him christ right so if uh if you start to change your mindset and see mary as ark then this i think mary as ark is is like 
the focal point of the rave, the rave of of of, of Christianity. Uh, again, not as an hedonistic thing, but uh, the point where we focus to access uh, access our Creator, and what that would really mean um, isn't just looking at the 1973 remake of the gospel story right where they just get off a bus you know uh well the thing is they want uh, to be there in in all of the music and the setting yes. and the dancing and things like that it, i mean it's like it's designed as if it's going to be a right but they get off a bus yes yes they get off a bus uh so there's no continuity i think that's probably the uh yeah, the, the 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 problem with that is that there's no continuity. They just get off the bus. Mm. Uh, whereas in the Virgin Mary, we have a continuity with the entire story of the Israelites mm. going back all the way into the Old Testament and everything. So there's the that right. thread that needs to be there, or else things just start to unravel. Right in the in the movie that they that the, it's the the overture in the hills and the bus, and indeed Jesus comes out of nowhere. Yes, yes. And why are you superstar? <laughs> and who are you? Why are you here? And I don't know who you are. <laughs> who are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who are you? What are you doing here? <laughs> why did you get off a bus? Oh, um, yeah, that's very good. It, it, it's, it's this it's this poof you know like it's like me when i put random things in the plot <laughs> you tell me off because <laughs> hey i was trying I'm to put vitamins in like yesterday's stanza and you were saying no it doesn't fit and i'm like no it really does yeah. <laughs> and happily casey came in and fixed it for us so we could stop you know it's like trying to she convince did. each other of the uh Actually, you won because she fixed it. So that the, the great cereal wars of DCR, the cereal wars, <laughs> Kellogg is great nuts a health food. You guys are curious now, right? Um, mm. Well, that's it. Th she's she's the thread. So I posted something before I finish this rant. Uh, there's a, there's a, and we go off on breakfast and, cereal, right? Yeah. yeah, well, before we go to Kellogg's, <laughs> uh, the, the, the manuscript that I posted on my channel in the last, however it is, in Internet uh, internet Eons, yeah. and it's a, it's an old Gez manuscript from Ethiopia, and they have Mariam, they have uh, the Virgin Mary's name written in, in Gez, Mariam, and it's written in gold, real gold. Mm. So the whole manuscript is like normal lettering, and then you've got gold right there. So that's like... Uh, the best for, for me, this is the best way to kind of like uh, summarize this entire rambling is that Mary is gold. Everyone understands if there's a gold thread in a tapestry, mm. you see it, you notice it immediately. Uh, and that's probably the best way I can uh, explain it. The scriptures have this thread uh, that is missing without understanding Mary is the um the point where the creator emerges mm. not just a bus that he just, just he's just he's not appearing on a bus uh he, if he appears on a bus there's no gold the gold's go it's gone right yeah yeah well so but what uh, i'm also thinking is like we started we started like truly just like we're, we're going to just improv this tonight we're going to go where the spirit takes us 
and it, we started in an ordinary place of I'm rewriting the website so that we're ready to publish and not not confuse people completely <laughs> and haven't encountered us before. We're a team of poets, really, and artists, and we write original stories grounded in cri- traditional Christian symbols. Okay, now we're off. <laughs> <laughs> buckle up, buckle up. <laughs> because do you understand what you know, the traditional christian symbolism it's really all in the scriptures for sure right if you've done if you've read the bible all of this is there but the the place to start right it's like most people are just getting off a bus and yeah. and and i i do think i mean throughout all of this this is a giant prayer for what's going on in the holy land right now which is very, very sor- sorrowing and sad. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I don't, so as it were, blame Christians, but I do blame us for not being better at explaining the mystery, to bring people into it, to, to invite people into this rave. We've mm-hmm. gotten very, very bad at it, and we've turned it into, and this I was having to, 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 to well, it was, it was a good, it was a really good class today. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, but you know, at some point saying you guys, you have to explain Christianity. You can't just say we are Christian. It's like that doesn't mean anything. It's, it's, it's mm. this mystery that has labels. It's a gang signs. <laughs> there even goes around saying, I'm, we're Christian. We're going to live by, you know, Judeo Christian values. And like, I don't know what those are. You haven't mm. actually shown people the interior of this marvelous flower so or the land or what it means that jesus was born there nothing right it just it's turned Mm -hmm. into not even you know military banners right it's it's turned into this well i realized is as a problem it's basically you know vengeance cycles of kin groups that are not trying to understand themselves as um brought into this mystery but simply teaming up it's all happening on campus right now it's like there's the the students for mm-hmm. justice in palestine and there's going to be a prayer group for the, the jewish students tomorrow and it's all separating out i mean faculty are suddenly now starting to recognize why we don't want to have taking sides on issues in our institutional situation because otherwise within yeah. the within it you can't take different sides and it's been very interesting to me feeling how everyone, you know, they want us being like Judas in the, in the play. Taking sides. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In this military yeah. conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, uh, everybody <laughs> immediately was um, demanding that everyone, uh, Um, promise an eternal allegiance to the whatever side they were on the moment that the footage came out from uh, from the Holy Land, um, which is, I mean, I've said I've said my piece about this over over the the the, the course of it all happening, mm-hmm. but um, I, uh, I I I don't know. Uh, the 
hijacking hijacking an institution like where where you're working uh for allegiance to a side in a military conflict is dangerous because the 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 thing that everybody's forgetting is that the, even the people that are involved in the conflict itself have been propagandized which is why they're involved in the conflict itself right so if you don't have anybody that's willing to look beyond a propagandized uh interpretation of what's going on because we know from what's happened the last couple of decades every invasion or uh conflict or whatever there's a lag time and then eventually something comes out and we find out that a, a whole bunch of things were said at the time to right. get everybody involved in a conflict that turned out not to be true right it's happened over and over and over again um i mean weapons of mass destruction does anybody remember that it's when the, you know iraq was flattened and like uh that's just one example so it's like uh everybody uh, everybody seems to forget uh that this has happened a lot uh before we had some time to sit down and have at least some protests or some debates before we were seeing the kind of uh uh things happening that have been uh leaked into the media and footage that's coming out now so mm -hmm. we we it's like this intense demand one week i mean talk about some feeling like it's the passion week yeah. we've gone from like hosanna to this intense demand to crucify him and it's like okay this is interesting you see the human dynamic mm -hmm. the shift in public opinion one um sunday everyone thinks in one way and then by the next weekend they're you know putting their own messiah to death on a cross uh if anybody can imagine how that can happen we've watched it in real time in a whole week of yeah. uh of seeing people that have, have said oh don't trust the media mainstream media <laughs> is incorrect don't trust them like wow no, that's that's <laughs> actually a good point it's quickly, like suddenly huh? oh we're gonna now believe yeah. them yeah. yeah 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 exactly um and so yeah, the demand for the for the allegiance, I think, is just a part of this. Um, uh, you know, whoever whoever is responsible, whoever is doing whatever they're doing. I mean, I've 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 always known this, but uh, the the thing that everyone didn't do was sit down and realize that the 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 people on both sides of that border have been propagandized mm -hmm. in some way, mm -hmm. one way or another. They are uh and to to think about what's happening now without acknowledging that is uh is is a, is the problem um and and it feeds the people that will benefit the conflict people will benefit from this um so yeah uh christians maybe who thought that the that region was just a very hyper religious little uh you know hyper religious utopia for everybody mm. to be able to quietly practice their faith maybe now they're starting to understand that things are not what they were told the situation isn't the way that uh it's been presented to them previously um you know uh maybe that jewish people in the diaspora have been told that there is a particular uh hope for them over there that, that things are going to be uh a certain way and that they are invited to join uh maybe they will <laughs> think again i mean i i don't know like the consequences of what's going on there uh, uh, someone has an agenda many people have agendas but there's a lot of things happening i think that they're they're going to uh be surprised by mm. um and uh 
yeah. Uh, I, I'm ranting, but it's 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 absolutely horrifying to see it. Uh, there are, there are no like there's no way of explaining this uh, the way the way that everybody's been dehumanized within a week. Mm -hmm. It's horrifying. It's it's like watching COVID when it suddenly the 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 anti-vaxxers were were fit for for the camps and they didn't deserve healthcare and they didn't deserve this and that and with you know they should be left to die on the streets and don't give them anything because they refused the vaccine. We just went through all of this before, not that long ago. Suddenly now, we're seeing entire populations of people being dehumanized, uh, and uh, and nobody pausing yeah it's um it's horrifying yeah. and, and 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 christians can christians can um can be the ones to uh refuse to take a side and take god's side take god's side yeah 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 your rooster was crowing so i know we hit the right point <laughs> <laughs> he's horrible by the way oh yeah <laughs> like how he's your, amazing how is your I, rooster I been well the I made, I made so I, i'm gonna have to like do a proper translation of where john o'garland ends up using the cockfight and it's like this really detailed description okay. of the birds and they puff themselves up and spread their wings and stuff like that you could tell that he was writing for for boys right and I'm going to give you, give, I'm going to make your, give you some difficult Latin, but it's going to be fun. But interestingly, that this difficult Latin that it's going to be fun is about this battle of the virtues and vices in the, you know, mind mm. and soul of, and body of the virgin. It's amazing. The battle, the battle that's going to take place in the virgin who is in the Holy Land. Hmm. That tracks. Yep. That tracks. Jerusalem. Um, oh well, before I, I, I'll, I will not say much, but he's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> he's very aggressive. <laughs> I have replaced my Elvis Presley, my beautiful Elvis Presley, with a thug. <laughs> oh dear. He, he is he now need, probably. He needs to. He needs chivalric training. Is what you're saying. He needs chivalric training. He's uh, quite possibly the most amazing guard animal I've ever owned. <laughs> but yeah, he needs some. He needs some polishing for sure. Um, there's a bit of a psycho Mickey going on in that rooster. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I think I, I, if, if, if we've succeeded in demonstrating the difficulty of having done your reading, <laughs> as I promised in the in the in the advertisement for this, um, we invite you all in, but it's a trip. <laughs> How's that? Mm -hmm. And and that we take. I mean, I think that to say we take very seriously the difficulty of explaining the mystery. But also, as my colleagues always love to say, the urgency of doing so, because it is the world at stake. Mm -hmm. um, I keep wondering, what's like, are we getting closer to explaining the love story that we are trying to show for people? Maybe we'll, we'll get to it when we finish writing Draco Chemicus. So. But the, the sense of, you know, Christ entered into all of this. 
and suffers and that there isn't there isn't a I mean, each year that we've been in the different kind of media, internet world, and I think I think whatever's happening in in the Holy Land right now, a lot of, I mean, just what you're describing, a lot of it is happening in the internet in the sense of the the reality or 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 not of the images that people are seeing and of the feelings mm -hmm. that they're having because of the images that they're seeing and the we're not there, so do we know what's what's going on? That 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 sense of being caught up in the conflict is as much in our imaginations and the, the things that were being shown on the internet as, yes. as otherwise I got lost there. What was I thinking about? Um, I think it was appropriate that this all started at a rave party. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. Uh, it's the, <laughs> It's a trip that has started at a rave because the the war is like a, a the war is a bad trip. And yeah. th this is not to demean what's happening or to uh, oversimplify it or ignore carnage and the horror. But uh, this is like a, a, the kaleidoscope getting turned into the worst aspects of the human soul all at once. Right. Hmm. And which I remember what else I was saying that Christ, Christ in getting caught up in all of this, that 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 cosmic necessity of Father, forgive them; they know not what they do. Hmm. Because the 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 option always is cycles of violence. It's Father, forgive them. They know what, not what they do, and some way out of it. And He sacrifices so that the cycles of violence don't keep going. And that that's tend that tends to be what I'm hearing, as it were, from both sides. In the the um, you know, it's like this violence well deserves answer, but this that violence came from this other violence, and then it, it's the mm -hmm. I mean the Beowulf problem of you know this endless feuding that the um the characters families yes. get into and that's what i was also thinking about that there's there's our understanding ourselves within the incarnation as made in the image and likeness and all of us participating in it versus and then this then i realized it was like the the the, the impulse to say those are monsters and we're human you can see it in beowulf yes. too we, we've been reading that in our class that the what I think is being triggered in everyone is the need to band with the family, right? And you you never judge the what the fam the family has never done anything wrong because it's just those other people who are now not our mm -hmm. family, which is then also what what you know Christians are supposed supposed to be trying to understand is the way in which we are all family, um, and can't get can't let ourselves be caught in that feud because there is no other family mm. <clears throat> but whether we but 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 unfortunately and this also came out in my class today playing with the the fourth ladder council the external vision of christians is we're part of that feuding you just want to you know send the inquisition after everybody <laughs> <laughs> no 
there's 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 got to be a way out and you know it's like and the understanding of the kaleidoscope as the reality and being able to show people that not just as a well this is our truth and you have your truth no we're in the, all in this kaleidoscope caught mm -hmm. up in it in that rave of creation hmm We'll start making more maps. We need a map. Yeah. Yeah. Right now on the website, there's a placeholder map, which is of Psalter from 13th century, showing Christ over the world as the creator. And in the world, in, in his creation is the scope of all of humanity. So it's all completely topical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> Jerusalem at the center. With Jerusalem at the center. <clears throat> Our Father, send us peace. <clears throat> well, this has been our smallest audience ever, but we know who the real... <laughs> The writers are <laughs> and all the rest of you that are watching now this is what happens in the writers room mm -hmm. you see now They'll, they're gonna have to you trip see the now <laughs> you see now we welcome you in to the love story yeah yeah uh try it try a <laughs> Try seeing things poetically though, as a way of, uh, I don't know. It is, it's like falling in love. It is. I, I started, I, I for real started crying when I realized that that's what we were doing. I was being pressed mm -hmm. to say, what is it you're doing? It's not a fairy tale. Mm -hmm. It's not this, it's not that. What is it? Subtitle, I need it now. And I'm like, <laughs> it's the love story. <laughs> Truth comes yeah. through tears. Yeah. God loves us all. Mm. Christians, Muslims, and Jews. Mm -hmm. We are all his children. <sighs> Amen. Says Casey. Amen. Thank you all for joining us. We can't promise anything from week to week. You know that. We'll be back. We can promise yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Bye.